0: Ladies and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod SquareCast. Uh, I am joined by another special guest today, first time on the show. Uh, one of my longest friends, n- not by height, because that's Justin, um, but one of the one of the longest friends I've had in my life. One of my best friends, also getting married this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jordan Tamro.
1: Hi, how are we doing, Eric?
0: Oh, pretty good. Pleasure to be on
1: the show. Very excited for yeah, this.
0: Yeah, this is actually the second podcast. Episode you and I have ever recorded. Yeah. Do you remember what the first one is? Oh, very vaguely. What was it? Um, It was also the first podcast I ever recorded when I was um, in an audio class in college, which is I I scooped up you and Mike. I do remember that. Our mutual friend, and we went over to the college. We went into this really tiny sound booth. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And recorded a podcast complaining about um, the mishandling of the Shrek movies. And that audio... That had to have been... Oh, ...is completely lost. Eight years ago? <laughs> Probably. Probably ten. Yeah. We're also joined by the special guest The Furnace, because houses need heat. Deal with it. We're honest here. I don't... I don't try to overproduce this show. I don't... Um, I don't hide behind a curtain. I'm not like the wizard of Oz. I am very open about things that go on how I record. So so we're all on front street, baby. (laughs) Cause you got it. You can't, I I think it's, I think it's really important. Uh, and just talking about podcasting, because I do think everybody should have a podcast and, and find people that they can have conversation with and talk about very similar things. Um, And I think it's nice knowing where your placement is because there's growth. If you start out going like, this is overly produced, there's no mistakes, everything's perfect, you're setting yourself up. Absolutely. I mean, there's always speed bumps on the road.
1: Yeah, And, and then those speed bumps that, you know, do occur, you learn from, and you can only improve from that point on, so...
0: I mean, because I, I do try to, uh, a couple, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've heard the ads I make for Anchor. Um, I want people to get into podcasting. Uh, just for you, you have been a part of a couple bands, and I, would you agree that one of the biggest things, like when you're starting a band, is people trying to bite off more than they can chew right in the beginning and oh, not abs- easing ah. into it? like
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, or my favorite is when you have somebody who has very little experience, and this isn't to go against anybody yeah, that's trying right. to play music, that wants to learn to play music or play out. I mean, it's a great thing, and if you are doing that, keep you know doing what you are doing, and hopefully you'll become successful. But you see like, some of these kids out there that they need to have the best amplifier, the best drums on the market, but not necessarily have the experience. Right, right. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, let's like let's visually try not they'll skip look in, good. But yeah, visually you look great. But you can't play your instrument, so it's let's not skip everything to just try to get to where you need to be in the end. It's let's learn along the way and improve as you go along.
0: I said I say the same thing to anybody uh, getting into podcasting: is you could get a rock band USB microphone, plug it into your computer, or you don't even need to buy anything. Your phones practically are microphones, and you can not. To bring more Anchor into this, but like a an, an, uh, service like Anchor, you can record your show right, like to your phone. Yeah. Uh, and I know a bunch of other uh, companies that offer podcast hosting do that, so that's wonderful. Uh, you and I also share something. Uh, we share a birthday, although one year that apart. True. So, uh, but we're both '90s babies. We grew up in the '90s. First, first thing to come to mind from the '90s: go, rocket power. There
1: you go. Well, it was more early two thousands, but no, that was still that was that was late nineties. It was late nineties, but if you want to dig deep into the nineties, I'd say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's probably. I mean, I could episode after episode. I mean, just going through my head, remember the plots, the characters, the villains, I and mean, that that is definitely. I
0: mean, that's Cra- the, the 90s. craziest thing um, that I learned about that show in the last few years. Uh, I knew it was from like the the footage of the fights are from a show called super sentai yeah from japan but what what's crazy is that what what the the mighty Morphin power rangers the dinosaur zords the stuff that we're super nostalgic over yeah and that's what kicked off power rangers in the united states is actually like the 15th season of super sentai right so for everybody in japan like, that season might be nostalgic for people, but it's like, that's not the originals. That's I, like, I can't even tell you
1: the amount of the toys. I mean, every Christmas, every birthday, you know, my parents, Jordan, what do you want? Oh, well, I want the Megazord, you know, or I want the, you know, the Jason Red Ranger, you know, action the, figure. or The true leader of the yeah, Power the Rangers. Yeah, the true leader, that's right.
0: This podcast does not support Tommy. <laughs> I'll make that statement <laughs> right now. Uh, j- kudos to Jason Jason David Frank, not just because he could absolutely destroy me in an MMA fight. Uh, I think more than any other actor, he has um, appeared more on Power Rangers than than anyone else. Um, so I'm glad he's uh, you know Tommy Oliver is a continuing part of the franchise. Right. But as a kid, I was able to realize like. Wait a minute. You're giving that guy shoulder pads and he's the leader? What's going on here? Where's Jason? What is this? But um yeah, so obviously this show is is primarily about SpongeBob, but it's still in the family at Nickelodeon. You mentioned Rocket Power. What like what other shows or experiences do you remember watching Nickelodeon? Do you have like a moment that you can think about? Maybe a celebrity getting slimed at the Kids' Choice Awards or um an event they may have played up on TV and anything like that specifically to Nickelodeon or were you just all around I watching?
1: Was, I was more of the TV shows, you know, I mean, I used to love watching the kids choice awards and, you know, it was always nice seeing like Nick Cannon. Uh, oh yeah. A big part yeah. of that. But you know, as far as for Nickelodeon, I mean, you're all that Kenan and Kel, um, the Amanda show, you know, that's what I really grew up on. And if you want to get into like the cartoons, I mean, cat dog, um, I mean I loved Cat Dog. Cat Dog was a great show. Very underrated. Uh, extremely underrated. Um, but I mean that's really the core right there. Um, not big into Rugrats. I loved Rugrats, but that's the obvious. I
0: mean Yeah, yeah. What um do you think do you think Cat Dog is the most um underrated nineties cartoon? Or is there something else you, you can think about?
1: I would have to put a lot of thought into that. So that's something maybe we could come back to.
0: Later in the show. There's a <laughs> oh, lot of there's a dude, lot this of good is, shows. This is that... the stuff that um, you you know those moments now. I mean, we're in the year 2020, and you ever you've been in a situation where you're in the bathroom without your phone, and you start going a little stir crazy, like well, what did we do before this? Hey, yeah, start counting uh, all the cracks and the tiles on the floor. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, this is the stuff I think about. I'm like, what's the most underrated show of the 90s? Um, for Nickelodeon, I honestly would say Ah, Real Monsters. Yeah, Because I can see that. Uh, Cat Dog at least had, like, Cat Dog and Rocket Power had TV movies. They had big events. I think Ah, Monsters is one of the shows that just didn't get that. It ran its 52, and then it ended. Um, it didn't have any big, like promoted christmas specials like even Rocco did so and I, I think that show absolutely could be ripe for a revival uh, can you imagine they were trying to be avoided by humans in the 90s now that everybody has cell phones and surveillance cameras imagine being a monster in 2020 i want a total credit Nickelodeon. I, I could see i
1: could see that show coming back i think that'd be very successful in today's um with today's kids and i mean even people like us now who are you know, approaching thirty, even some of us that may be in our thirties, that'd be something that I think parents now who may even have kids, you know, who used to be a fan of the show back then could get into now and start watching with their kids. Right, you know? right.
0: And that's why all the revivals on Netflix have been super successful. The first one, the Hey Arnold movie, they tried on T V and I don't think it got the numbers they really expected, but then when they threw Rocco and Zim on Netflix and then eventually Hey Arnold, all of those hit massive numbers because that's how people are taking media now. They're not watching Nickelodeon on a Friday night. They're watching Netflix at three in the morning. Yeah. Um, that's true. So to the big guy at hand. It's too bad more of these shows weren't on Netflix at the moment. Yeah. They, well, they did. Uh, Netflix and Nickelodeon struck a big deal, but a few of these shows are still sprung on Hulu and uh, uh, Verve is another one, which offers a great selection it's like maybe 10 shows but i, I don't want to spend ten dollars a month just for the 10 shows i absolutely want to but i'm already you know it's like when you got when you're paying for netflix already it's kind of hard to justify spending another and i got the wwe Network, so that's now twenty dollars and a now month. you
1: add in disney plus and you add Dude, in all I, these other streaming well, services and
0: disney plus i like the year option where oh you yes. just i paid that for the year so i yeah. don't have to worry about it right and you save a chunk of money um spongebob a lot of some people get this wrong some people don't totally a 90 show it, it debuted in 1999 it really was at the tail end do you remember watching it the premiere do you remember like what's the earliest thought of spongebob you can think of so for me
1: with spongebob i'll, I'll be the first to say i don't know 100 percent when i watched i don't know if it was 1999 or if it was you know early 2000s, you know, 2000 2001 really really got deep into it. But, you know, the earlier episodes of SpongeBob, you know, do stick out to me, you know, SpongeBob trying to get Squidward to try a Krabby Patty. Oh, of course. You know, or um, anything that's a uh,
0: memeable now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or any of the ones where he's trying to drive and continuously fails, you know, Mrs. Puff just won't give him
0: his boaters license. Hey, man, if you're going to crash into people, I um the, the sister episode to this is, uh, to the episode we're watching today is, um, is the boating school one, Yeah, which, you know, you're going to be listening to after, but I did, I already recorded because once again, the curtain's open. I don't mind. Um, I think the issue with, with the boating, uh, with the boating school is that you're on a, um. If you've ever seen any of those episodes and they show the track that you practice on, it's not a realistic road. Oh, absolutely not. Like both of us when we went for our driving exams, they're like, "Pull into the main road. We're going out there." It's not like they have this weird obstacle course of that's not going to really show you how to drive out on main roads and whatnot.
1: Oh, uh, they're pretty much just driving out on sand and trying to avoid uh, underwater rocks and uh, <laughs> coral.
0: <laughs> yeah, stay on the path. Even though the the sea is just completely open, you should be able to just drive anywhere. You know, that's not how it works. Um, Being an adult now, we're both closer to 30 than we are at 20. SpongeBob's still around, still hot, new movie coming out. Is it something you can appreciate more as an adult than you did as a kid? Or do you think it's just one of those things that you can look at it as a nostalgic? You know, like Power Rangers is still around. So what I think right
1: now, it's not like your regular... Show. I mean, everybody knows SpongeBob. You know, you can go up to a kid on the street now and say, SpongeBob SquarePants, and they would know it, as, yeah. you know, five-year-old kid. That was us when we were nine, you know, not even 10 years old. Um, we knew SpongeBob, and here we are now approaching 30, and there are kids that are, like we said, five, six, seven years old that still know SpongeBob. So I think this generation, pretty much anybody right now can really appreciate SpongeBob. It's not like you can go up to that same kid and say, hey, do you remember Doug?
0: They'd look at you. and be, you know, who's Doug? <laughs> what? Uh, they'll probably bring up some other, like, name a football player that's Doug. Like, right. who are we talking about?
1: Exactly. So I think SpongeBob is definitely something that we can appreciate today, whether it be a new movie that's coming out, a new episode. I think anybody can really get into it. Um,
0: yeah, one of the things... Um another yellow cartoon character the, the the simpsons the one thing i've always loved even though I people you were say pokemon pikachu no i mean it's close too but it just simpsons given the fact that they're just a cartoon where pokemon has so many avenues of oh, of okay. media yeah um the simpsons premiered in 1989 and so when people like that show should end i go you know what for at least someone like me it's it's comforting knowing that most Sunday nights there's a new episode of The Simpsons. I've I've lived... There hasn't been an era where The Simpsons didn't exist in my life. So, I kind of want them to continue, you know? Like, like, yeah, the quality is up and down, but nothing going on for 20 years. I mean, South Park's another one that's like that, too. Yeah. I mean, you could tune in yeah. Wednesday
1: nights and there's still a new episode of South Park on it. I mean, I forget that's... what season they're on right now, but it's...
0: Yeah, I mean, well, thankfully for them, their, their schedule, they get an episode done in six days, they can... Be so uh, up-to-date up what's like going on in the world. Something right? can happen, and they can make fun of it the next week on South yeah. Park. No other show has that liberty, as far as I no. know of. Um, so, the episode of SpongeBob we're watching today is a season one episode. It is the uh, first part of the fourth episode. It's called Naughty Nautical Neighbors. I saved this one for you when I kind of wrote down some of the guests I was having, and um, this episode aired August 7th, 1999. So, you were, I was eight, you were seven at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sister episode of it is Boating School. It was written by Sherm Cohen, Aaron Springer, and Doug Lawrence. Doug Lawrence, you might not know him by name, but Doug Lawrence is Plankton.
1: Interesting, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was also Phil Burton on Rocco's Modern Life, and he is an incredible creative force. Behind any of the shows he's working on, while also voicing a main character. So he's a he's a pretty incredible uh person to have on. Uh, and then this guy, Derek Dryman, who is also one of the creative uh, directors of the show. Perfect name for an uh, for a show um dealing with undersea life. Dryman. Dryman. Um so this is an episode no one no one knew being introduced, but this is the first episode that you really get to see. Kind of from Squidward's point of view, what it's m- meant to live next to these two characters on either side of them. Um, and even though Squidward doesn't take it in the nicest way possible, it's still a nice episode to see. And you also, this is the first time you get to see really their backyards. And there was even a meme going on about Spongebob's uh, garage. We've seen it a few times. Uh, there was in... um. Reef blower. You get to see his uh, a part of his garage, and this is the first time you get to actually just see his backyard, see how they interact, and we're not leaving this spot of the neighborhood on Conch Street. So uh, we're gonna watch Naughty Nautical Neighbors together, and uh, we'll be back in a second. Two thousand years later. All right, we're back. We watched it, and now you can too. Um, I made a mistake earlier. I said that this was a. This was the first episode, seeing what it's like living. I completely forgot Bubble Stand was two episodes before this. And this is the problem of watching them <laughs> out of order. Out of order, yeah. Well, if you're listening, if you're a listener, you're listening to them in order. But um, I, I recorded Bubble Stand. That That's one, you know, that's obviously the first one where they're just like staying in the neighborhood. I meant this is the first one where you get to see like the backyard um, and almost more of Squidward's house. Right, at least you see the Spongebob house the garage. And right, see, right, yeah. and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so as a reminder, for anyone who wants to follow along with us, we're going to have the episode uh, playing while we're talking. Um, uh, available, as I say every time, available in the first season DVD sets, the first 100 episodes DVD set, and also, uh, like, we're watching it, streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, and if you know anybody, this is not an ad for Amazon, but very easy to like link to to uh, accounts together. So if you know someone that has prime go, Hey, let's link our accounts together so I can watch some SpongeBob. So, um, we're going to play the episode now completely skipping the intro. This is like right at the beginning of, uh, of the title card here and we're going to play it now. Um, so yeah, we have naughty nautical neighbors. Now. I don't know when the last time you watched this episode, what was, uh, what was your first thoughts after we were done? I mean, it's
1: an episode that uh, it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, I haven't seen it in yeah. a while. And, you know, I mean, it even made me laugh. And even though it's stuff I've seen before, just because I haven't seen it in a while, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's funny. It's classic. It's good, you know what I, I like? Old
0: humor. What I like about earlier SpongeBob is it, it seems like it's a bit slowed down. Like they're able to take moments of of silence like right now you're just hearing the giggling outside um you know not a lot of talking up until this point their backyards which we have to mention now when you're in the front you don't see spongebob's like outwards flowers going around and you certainly never see Patrick's little fenced in area uh, whatever you want to call it poles and uh, rope poles and- <laughs> like it's a be- it reminds me of like when you go to the beach and they have they have uh, those instead of of a fence It does. Yes, you're right. Um but also the fact that Patrick not only has he has two garbage cans which I'm going to guess one is for recycling he also has a barbecue. I don't know if you notice he has a he has a charcoal barbecue, barbecue. in his backyard. Yeah. Um which is is insane to think of. Um, how that works, I don't know. Well, it's Spongebob logic, but just the fact that I don't think Patrick, does he even know how to, how to grill? Kill. Well, this Patrick is certainly smarter than modern-day Patrick. and He's definitely been dumbed down as the episodes went on. Well, uh, almost all of the characters. Uh, I will say, for the most part, after Steven Hillenburg left, um, after the first movie, it seemed that the, the fourth season was okay but then it seemed after that the writers started latching on to those attributes of each character and like pushing them to the moon and back <laughs> uh, i don't i also don't know if you know this but souffle souffle uh juices can actually make bubbles that's what i was gonna ask you uh how that's, Squidward that's not true. is doing this but, okay so you got me well you know what it's an underwater souffle so I don't think he's making it with the same ingredients we we are on land so maybe there is something with some soapiness Um, there's also the idea that you know oil and water don't mix so there could be some oil type substance in his souffle juice so that's why they're able to stay together like that Um, I do want, you know what? I should try for the show. I should make a YouTube video to try to see, uh, in like a pool or the ocean. If you actually took bubbles, um, like a container of bubbles, would it work with a wand underwater to make bubbles? That's a good question. That's, that's a video that'll happen. Probably this summer. We'll go to the beach. We'll have to do that. Yes. Get an underwater camera of some sort. Get one of those GoPro. Yeah. I think my brother has a GoPro. Um... (laughs) And and the fact this is we gotta I gotta really point this out because this Patrick is smart enough to notice that Squidward is choking and he saves his life, but he
1: slams his freaking house on top of his head and folds himself basically into an accordion.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I was I was pointing out uh, in a in another episode before it, it, his house also when you when the rock lifts up. Varies from episode to episode. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's completely flat. And sometimes he has a complete... It's sunken like, in. It's a complete yeah.
1: living room and everything, right? Like uh, in future episodes when he has his parents over. And Ooh, that was a mic noise.
0: Um, it I actually also, looks like a livable space. I also believe... um, And I got to look this up. I know that there is a girl that saved somebody. Like a little girl who, who saved someone's life based off watching an episode of Spongebob. I don't know if it's this one, um, but they saw it like, I want to say it was a Heimlich maneuver in another episode. Little girl saves life Spongebob. That's how you work. That's how you work Google. You just, oh, let's see. Oh, here's another one. This is this from 2015 autistic boy saves classmate from choking. Thanks to Spongebob. Um, It's not giving credit to... uh,
1: Doesn't say which episode. I asked him
0: where he learned to do that, and he said from Spongebob Squarepants. Either way, though, Spongebob's saving lives. 12-year-old Long Island girl saves friend with moves she learned from Spongebob Squarepants in 2010. Look at this. 2010. So here we are now, 11 years past... Hold on. The boy saved in 2015 and she saved someone in 2010. Every five years, someone almost dies and is saved by a kid who watches Spongebob. Here we are in 2020. 2020. You want to start start choking? I'll I'll, I'll save your life and I'll give credit to Spongebob. Uh, Um, I don't know if I want to take that risk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we were doing a stunt for a podcast and it went terrible. Um, Squidward's uh, Solitude in E Minor is not an E Minor. It's actually impossible to tell what key is it in as there are only two notes, C and F, a perfect fourth respectively. Uh if it was an E minor, the F would be sharp. Uh and yeah, it goes into more musical knowledge which you're more versed in, so I don't know if you were able to to tell. I love the little I'm David. a dr- I'm a drummer, I'll be honest. <laughs> <with you. laughs> I love the I love the Baywatch uh, nod there with Spongebob and the Red Speedo knowing that also David Hasselhoff would become a massive part of uh, the Spongebob franchise um, we have two meme moments in this episode of course Spongebob looking out the window earlier when he sees Squidward and Patrick buddying up also the, uh, the Patrick falling asleep on the couch is also a, another meme which is just you're getting like multiple memes out of single episodes it's it's incredible um, if you had to place a
1: bet, I I almost bet you that you could say that SpongeBob is oh it is it's one the, of the most memeable. It is, shows. I think it has
0: the record. I, obviously, I mean that I, or, I mean you could go say The Simpsons. Could go back to The Simpsons. The Simpsons had a few good ones. Uh, when SpongeBob asks Squidward to play an A, he actually plays a a B sharp. Is that what that thing is? Yes, B-sharp. Oh, yeah, B-sharp. Look at that. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. B, no, that's B-flat. A B-flat. <laughs> so, yeah, whoever's, uh, you know, making the sounds at Nickelodeon, clearly not versed. Um, Squidward's impression of SpongeBob has a New Jersey accent. <laughs> I don't know if you caught on to that. I did not. Um. <laughs> now my question
1: is, what did Patrick warm up Squidward's hot oh, tub with? Farts. Come on,
0: <laughs> come on. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. That's a. I was thinking a Shrek. I was like, I know there's another cartoon where somebody got in a. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's some. There's somebody definitely like in a hot tub where it was bubbling, and the second they got out, it stopped. I just can't. Right now, in this moment. Um. It, it, and the, I just gotta say also that their trash cans are, are very similar to ours feel like they could have had a, a bit more creativity with those like what would an underwater trash can look like but uh, <laughs> Squidward apparently has his own smell too even though there probably was a return address on there and he could have just seen it Um, even though the party was deemed a dinner party there was no actual food served at the party only soda trivia for you right nothing wrong with that no no um however squidward does mention that spongebob and patrick should should save room for dinner so he's got food ready for them but the the entree was soda um i don't know if you notice this too
1: every portrait inside of squidward's house is a picture of himself
0: that's what yeah, he paints himself. It's his that's his muse. Every every room. It's yeah. a different picture of himself. Um we we have imagine walking into someone's house and them having paintings of themselves all around. What would you think? I would think they're very arrogant,
1: very full of themselves. Either that or they're Hugh Hefner. I mean
0: I don't think he <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe he did. He probably did. But he's not painting them. He's having he's like having other people paint them for paint him. them. So what's more arrogant? Using your money to have other people paint you, or just you doing it yourself? Probably you doing it yourself. But that's still that's still a lot of uh, a lot of creativity there. Um. There's actually, I'm, I'm getting word, I'm looking at there's been a few other, other memes here in this episode. Uh, definitely not as uh, popular as the ones we've mentioned. Um, this is actually the first episode that the term tartar sauce was used as like an expletive from underwater life. <laughs> How they even know what tartar sauce is is beyond me. Um, there's a few, uh, there's a few animation errors in this, in this episode. I'm not going to list them. Um, here's a piece of trivia that you, you probably don't know. This first season is the only season that was done with original animation cells. Everything, everything is hand drawn. Yeah. Starting with season two, it was all computers. Um, but, so that's why if you can ever find a, a animation cell of Spongebob there's not that many in the wild because there's only one season to pull from it's it's like the Holy Grail um so yeah door just fell on squidward that is uh that is naughty nautical neighbors um we will just watch it again um still classic episode very slowed down humor that i think you could show to anybody and i honestly think there's some there's some moments in there that even if someone didn't know english and wasn't able to follow along with the dialogue they would be able to enjoy that to it to a certain degree there's a lot of like visual jokes in there um i mean is this something like when you have kids one day are you going to show them like early spongebob oh absolutely yeah watch it in order from the beginning true I do tell people, there are people out there who have never watched Spongebob. Season 3 of Spongebob is the greatest season of television animation in the history of of television. And I will stand by that. Um, So before we we head off, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to promote? Anything at all? Or nothing? It's up to you. It's an open floor, open forum. So no promotions. Okay. But I want to
1: touch base on your question that... You asked. Oh. In the beginning. In what terms was the most underrated,
0: underrated shows shows in the nineties? Did you just Google underrated shows?
1: No, 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 no. So I mean, there were a lot of good shows growing up in the nineties, and I'm there sticking was. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, only. you know, yeah. we won't dig into Cartoon Network. Hello, or, furnace. You know, any other? Hey, the friend, the furnace is back. <laughs> uh, we won't dig into any of those other shows from other networks. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking through this list, and I mean, there are shows on here that I forgot existed. Uh, what? I like mean, <laughs> what? Give me. You got to throw out some examples. So, there is. Hey, dude! Salute your nope. sugars, cousin Skeeter. <laughs> yeah, with the
0: puppet. Yep. Great show.
1: Great show. I forgot about it up until now, but now that I'm looking
0: at this, I think I this is a complete shot in the dark. But I believe the father from Cousin Skeeter is the same father of that so raven. That's something we should look into. Hold on. Why you need do to, that? I because I, I have, you you can confirm I don't have my phone. I didn't have my phone in my hand when I said that. Nope, I'm gonna look this did up. Not. Um it's not like I watched Cousin Skeeter before I came here. <laughs> oh man. Um Rondell Sheridan. Father of Raven, father of the main character from that's from Cousin Skeeter. Got it. Kablam. Very good call. Um, here's one. Animorphs. Remember Animorphs? Yeah, I remember Animorphs. Vaguely. Was that? Yeah, but is, I know it aired on Nickelodeon, but I don't think that was an original. I think that, that was a Canadian show that they may have gotten. Um, there's a few of those. There's a few shows that aired on Nickelodeon in the 90s that were from... So underrated. Here, this one is probably
1: the one that's going to stick out the most. That I thought was growing up actually a really good show. Um, I'm just going to say it. Now, Go ahead. I don't, I don't condone you know anything that has happened after the show with this particular actor or person. But yeah. Little Bill. Okay.
0: That, Little that's Bill more was Nick a good show. It, it was Jr. Nick
1: Jr., but still Nickelodeon Network. Yeah? So I thought yeah. Little Bill was a solid show. Look, I... And it taught
0: life lessons to a young child growing up. In the, in the city, too. That was also it, a big it, deal. There were not a lot of shows that would have... Um, uh, like, cities were a part of the show, but not in, like, centralized. That's why I love... I do believe, and I'll have a TED Talk one day about Hey Arnold being the best cartoon ever. So, Little Bill first aired in 1999.
1: Okay. Just like SpongeBob. In the 90s. And I think, I mean, you had shows like Kenan and Kel that featured um, lead roles by African Americans. Yeah. And this might be one of the first, that I'm trying to think of, animated series that featured... You know, Gerald Johansson. Baby. Well, as but I know, the show is as, Hey like, Arn as as the lead. Okay, so
0: yeah, Gerald, big big part. Look, but man, you
1: want to look into this, Little Bill. Y- you hold know. on,
0: <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, same creator did the same thing decades earlier with Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. That's true. So, but, but what to be fair, there was, there was Fat ne- Al- what network was Fat Albert on? That was CBS. That definitely wasn't Nickelodeon. Right. So for Nickelodeon purposes, you you may be right as a, but I think Cousin Skeeter was before that too, but Uh, also it's not a cartoon. Right, if
1: we're looking cartoon or just animated, you know, yeah, you can
0: make the argument for Hey Arnold. Gerald is... Gerald had a lot of episodes surrounded by himself and his family. Right. But but yeah. Well, that was, uh, and, and this is opening up a whole other can of worms, but I don't think there, and this is a part of my argument with Hey Arnold, I don't think there's any other cartoon that, has so many episodes devoted to other characters. Like, there's episodes about Sid, Stinky, Harold, um, obviously Helga, so many of them. But, like, other characters where Arnold isn't the central what focus What was the, point. the episode with uh, the girl that
1: Arnold had a crush on?
0: Ruth McDougal.
1: She, Lila. She lived almost in, like, poverty. Almost, Lila. Yeah, her Lila. father was, She was, yeah, like she was a, the redhead. Yeah. She, was,
0: she was the one who... Seems very perfect, very proper. All the girls get like really upset about it. Yeah, they pull a prank on her, and then they show up at her house, like, let's go see her cry. And she's like eating cans of beans, like, she's very poor, and her father's having a rough time getting a job. Once again, that show 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 went into a lot
1: of personal
0: and deep. uh, I'm telling you, I have a TED talk ready about this. The fact that they go into, um, uh, family neglect with Helga Um, they dealt with rich kids, poor kids every race uh, had um, a character on the show that was a positive influence and wasn't just like negative stereotypes Um, and they all had different points of view in life they all had different situations they had to deal with Um, and you even had slightly ambiguous like I'm sure if that show could have gone on longer Mr Simmons there was always that idea of him of him being a homosexual that could have been something you know dived into way later on yeah, yeah i mean in the 90s though you, they're
1: almost unheard of tv shows didn't do that
0: yeah and, you and, know? and but that's... that stuff was kind of led to the viewer like if you right. were a kid like as a kid i don't remember ever thinking that i just thought mr simmons was just the nicest guy ever yeah see that's what i'm saying there, there's a whole other uh, can of worms about this but yeah this was um naughty nautical neighbors and thank you for joining me i'm sure i'll have you i'm obviously going to have you on more other times definitely I, you
1: know it was a pleasure i really enjoyed it and you know i will look forward to doing another one of these
0: awesome all right say so, uh i don't really have an outro for this so uh i want you to just say say goodbye mateys as as cartoonish as you possibly can like i want you really animated go goodbye mateys Arr. i'm ready.